Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Dear Jenna podcast. I am your host, Jenna Rammel, and I'm very excited that you're taking the time to be here with me today. On today's episode, I am talking to my friend, Liz Hayes. I met Liz on Instagram last year. She reached out to me actually and offered one of her healing sessions. I didn't know what to expect, but I've worked with a lot of people uh, in that space and I had never talked to or met anyone like Liz. She's a very special person as you will hear on today's episode. You can follow her on Instagram, love Liz Hayes, as well as buy courses, sign up for one-on-one consulting with her at meetmissmagic.com. She has that website in her profile on Instagram and she's just a great daily follow. In fact, she was one of the best follows for me last year. She just brought so much light and love and energy and goodness into my feed, which we all need now more than ever. So let's get started. Okay, amazing. And yeah. you look so pro. I'm like obsessed with you right now. I am, I'm wearing I am my workout top so- underneath. This yes, is look, okay. I'm not a work. I, yeah, I know. It looks like I know what I'm doing, which is the oh, most important yeah. part of anything. Yeah, I'm gonna put my glasses on so I could take a picture of us. Okay, because um, we're so amazing. I'm okay, like, I don't wear makeup, and here we go. I'm literally obsessed with us. I love us so much. Okay, let's get going. I have on, do you have any questions before we start? I'm just going to trust the flow. Okay, let's trust it. Like any other conversation that we have. Okay, I have my friend and can we say unicorn, Liz? Is that what we shall, (laughs) magic, witch, good witch. How do you describe yourself? Let's start there. How do you, Liz Hayes, describe yourself? Okay, that is <laughs> such a fun question. Um, well, let's start. Like, I am a mom to five kids. I am obsessed with motherhood. I am obsessed with the human experience. I am obsessed with the magic of living. The magic of living to me is this um, internal dance that I have with my inner being and with cooperative components. I know and believe that there are like millions of non-physical cooperative components organizing stunning magical things for us all of the time and that it is our job as the human to ask and the reality is most of us ask for so little like if you make a wish list like most of us put like one or two things like on a wish list and what I learned is that our asking is not to people and so when we ask to people our asking is offensive but when we ask to non-physical or to our inner being, that is actually our job and responsibility. And so it's a game that I play to ask as much as I can and just sort of let go of it. And then it all kind of like swirls around and magical things happen all the time. And for some of us, it feels rare and it's a surprise when there's serendipity. And I feel like I have like mastered this experience and this is my general everyday life. (laughs) And there you go. Like that's exactly something I could never have summed up in words, but exactly true about you. And that is something that I absolutely adore about you, Liz, is that among so many, I mean, so many gifts, but one of them being that you just expect the magic. It's just something that you 
believe and expect and know will happen for you every single day. And you find, I just love the way that you see the world. It inspires me. Thank you. And it's funny because um, I like that you're using the word expect, but actually there's a feeling that happens like when you ask internally that you could begin to feel like in your belly that it was heard. And there's such like a settling feeling in that, that there's no like hope. There's no like wishing or hoping or maybe it like is already settled within you. And in that moment, you are perfect and everything feels really good. And it's that feeling and it's not about anything externally. It, it's like the most magical feeling and it's inside and it looks like nothing. And it's because of nothing, but it's because of everything. And then you like move around your life and then your life is looking like magic and feeling like magic, but it's because of this like settled inner sense. Like it's never about the thing. So it's like very funny for me to share on Instagram. I am on Instagram, love Liz Hayes. And there is like, obviously life looks a certain way, but it's not because my life looks a certain way that it is that way. It started with the inner feeling. Mm. And how do you start? How did you start with the inner feeling? Okay. I was literally born magic and I had some of these games as a child. So it's some of my obsession about the inner child is because I have distinct memories of being a child and playing in this whimsical way. Like, that is just like the way that it started, it started. is that I remember having this like inner conversation and inner feelings as a child. And I was lucky enough that that sensation stayed with me throughout my life. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I haven't had hardship. And a lot of the hardship was feeling so good inside and then having some conflict outside. Like, you know, the hardest conflicts are conflicts with um, your parents or conflicts uh, within your home life or conflicts with the community that you are born into. And I um, had such an inner knowing of possibility that it that is often like offensive <laughs> to the outside world, that it's like really offensive. And that was confusing to me. And so I had... I, I really like kept my magic to myself, but I never let go of that feeling. I just wouldn't include others on it. Got it. So it's like you, you always felt that you were different and then maybe other people and that you were gifted and that there was magic about you. And then the conditioning of life taught you that was weird or offensive, like you use the word or just, it didn't fit. And so a lot of, you know, your life, you might've subdued that magic for yourself. I, yes, it became like a internal thing that I, um, I don't know if I'd say subdued. I didn't talk about it. Mm. It wasn't an external thing that I talked about. It was just an internal way that I felt and then, you know, you just like talk about the things that are comfortable to other people. Yeah. And logical until, okay, so, so then it's like, well, when, when did it become more present, for example? So um, I would say it started to activate more where I began to have like more comfort about myself when I became a mother. So I do believe that... Um, when you give birth to a baby that sort of all of your inner child 
experiences come to life in a new way mm-hmm. and and like you have memory of things and the memory could be positive things and the memory could be negative things and i believe that it's a significant awakening within us when we become mothers so um i remembered this feeling and the way that i felt and then i had a curiosity about my children And I had a curiosity to allow my children to stay in tune with the essence of which they are. And I believe all people are fascinating. And the fascination to me is this inner experience. It's the inner way in which we see life, we process life, we view life. It's um, completely unique to each of us. And I think in the world, the uniqueness is often labeled with disorder. Mm-hmm. For example, like ADHD, is, that's like a thing, or ADD or what, whatever these words are that have disorder in them. And to me, they're not a disorder. Like I believe that all people were born perfect and something that is considered unique, it wasn't an accident that you were born that way. It's actually a superpower. And the curiosity is discovering the uniqueness and it is celebrating the uniqueness and it's not trying to mold the uniqueness into the order. It is not to make order out of the uniqueness. It is to understand the uniqueness. Oh, I'm obsessed with that, especially being ADD myself. And it's been so hard because as I've had that diagnosis and and worked to understand it, it, it's hard for me to even say out loud, not because I don't want to be honest with it, but because I believe that. I believe that it's a label that we've put on things in order to make sense of things. And maybe we don't have to make sense of people that they come the way that they are with gifts that they have and that's the magic and and we spend all this time trying to make sense of them when we don't need to be doing that right there's a fear of difference so the the reason why there is this active energy of making sense of it is because difference summons a fear and then fear means that it's a problem And then problems create stress and anxiety and worry and um, they don't fit into the mold. And then there's like worry of, of sort of recklessness of things that don't fit into the mold because there's an unknownness about it. And then there's like fear of the unknown and I would say the magic of me is a curiosity of the unknown and this um, ability to feel safe, to feel safe even, even though something is unique and something is different and to, to maintain the feeling of safety because when something activates fear, the first thing that rocks is your safety and security. And, mm-hmm. and so the more we could relax into settling down and, and feeling okay that it's different and being honest that it's different, literally the word okay, the sense that feeling of okay could heal the entire world. Yeah. I, it's funny. I noticed you use the word okay a lot and I've started yes. using that word a ton in my own practice, my own affirmation. Um, and we will get into this a little bit later. And, and this is the reason, I mean, there's just so many components to you and the healing work that you do for yourself, for others. But I think the thing that draws me and so many to you is the work of the inner child, which we will get into in, in a minute. But I've noticed that as I've, I've, been following you and had, you know, a friendship with you that I use that word. Okay. So much more because it does bring such a a peace and calming to my soul that I can say, this is disrupting me and it's tense for me and and it's okay. I'm okay. And I'm okay. Yeah. I'm I'm okay. okay. I I can't think of anything better than being okay. (laughs) 
Exactly. And so that tipping point, so what happens when you notice something uncomfortable and you say it's uncomfortable and I'm okay, it separates you from the discomfort and it brings you into safety and security. And from safety and security, you are then in a receptive mode and you are able to summon a solution. Mm. From a place And when of... you're in, oh, yes, because it's really like, so when things are hard and you are uncomfortable, you then move into a fight or flight. And when you're in a fight or flight, it is like all of your human instinct is needing to solve the problem. But when you get to a place of okay, which brings you into a more neutral spot, which brings you into safety and security, you are able to allow cooperative components. Many people have different words for this. This could be God. This could be Jesus. This could be your inner being. This could be your higher self. This could, this could be whatever the, that word is to you for non-physical, when you are in a place of safety and security, you allow yourself to move in harmony with guidance and wisdom beyond your human thinking mind. Digesting all of that. So, so good. You make it sound really easy. It's easy. It happens naturally. A lot of this is happening without anyone having awareness. It's not something you really need to think about. Like this happens to all of us all the time, every day. This is actually what life is, is, is co-creation is what life is. You were never intended to be born and to like live alone with no help. Like that, that isn't what life is. Life is a co-creation. Life is movement between questions and answers, Mm -hmm. between knowing and not knowing. Life is movement. It's fluid. It's breath. It's, it's discovery. It's creativity. It's creating. It's becoming. There is movement in all of that. And movement within all of that is about yourself. And it is a spiritual journey. It is intended to be a spiritual journey. Yeah, I love that. So I so let's 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 move through it. Let's walk someone who's listening to this episode who's like, okay, but how do I do that? Even though you're saying it comes easy, it's come natural, it's always happening. What what if I met with a difference, a problem, a conflict, something that I instantly want to go to fear and and I want to make myself safe and secure? How How do you teach people to move through that? Okay, so life will always have a conflict. Let's start there. Life will always have conflicts. Yeah, and isn't just saying that out loud just... It brings Comforting. me. It brings me great relief. It's just like because it's not wrong. Y- yeah, I think so often we just are, and it's probably our conditioning, and it's just like I want to live in a place of no conflict. I want to arrive where I have peace with everything and everybody and myself, and 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 that's good and wonderful. But actually, just knowing that this is something my husband's very good at is that there there are problems, and we don't need to be caught up in the problems. Like the, the problems are just part of the the juxtaposition of living on this planet. You know, it is like of this like pull between all of it, right? And and so just being able to say to myself, life will always have conflict. Okay. Life is conflict. That is what life is. <laughs> yeah. Life is the conflict. Like life is the is the conflict. So I know I like often have this thing like it would be so beautiful if there were these clear statements of what life actually is. So number one, you are born and life has variety and life will always have variety and life will always have conflict. And you are conditional, meaning you move from love to not love, from happy to not happy, from sad to not sad. You are fluid. You move. You have a range of emotions. Not only do you move, the people around you move. 
And that is what relationships are, is about the movement. So there are times when you feel good and it's mutual and you're both in a place of feeling good. And then there are times like when you're both not feeling good and we know the conflict of that. And then there are times when one person is feeling good and the other person isn't feeling good and vice versa. And there, there is movement. There is movement. Like, in uh, especially for us people that like to be positive and like to be happy, there is pride in your ability to be happy and joy and have this. And then when you don't feel that, there is terror that you are in a place other than comfort. And then we try to put happy on top of comfort or on top of discomfort, which is a lie. And then it makes it like all confusing and it makes a problem a bigger problem. Mm -hmm. So when we can say life has variety, life has movement, movement is problems and like harmony. Maybe you want to say that problems or harmony or like problems and not problems. So first of all, there's going to be problems. I love that because- We don't need I, to be on alert or attack that yeah. there's going to be a problem. I, I, I didn't even get, I, I will do this in the intro, but talk about how we met. But Liz reached out to me online. I remember when I, uh, right after I had my uh, ACL meniscus repair and surgery and, and she reached out to me and truly changed my life and my perspective and gave me such peace and healing in a moment of much disarray beyond even what was I, I was experiencing physically, just a lot of things going on in my life. But I remember you telling me, you don't need to be so surprised all the time. Do you remember when you told me that? Mm, yes. And that just stuck with me because she, she said, you know what's happening next. And I don't know if that's true of everyone. I like to believe that I do have a sense about me. I feel very intuitive. I do always know what's coming and that's been something I think like you said I've always known I have his magic I think I've always known what's coming and I've been I've been afraid to say that out loud because that feels like arrogant or um, all-knowing or that I'm better than anyone else but I do have a sense about people and feelings and experiences and and where my story is going I sort of see it all the time and you gave me that permission to say that's okay. And that you don't have to be so surprised all the time. And and that really impacted me because I think that we al- allow the conflict to be surprising or the issues to be surprising or the differences to be surprising. And that shock factor, you know, really rocks our nervous system all the time. And, and if we would just allow ourselves to know that this is always there, I don't need to be so shocked by it all. We would be a lot calmer people. Yeah, we would be much more okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we it would be okay. And so let's chat about that for a minute, the surprise because when we sense something unwanted is coming, the reason why you sense it ahead of time is for you to have awareness for it to not be a shock and to be like, "Oh, since this is coming, what should I do? Since this is coming, what could I do? And staying in this like ease about it a little bit because what happens when there is unwanted that comes into our life, we think we're bad. Mm. We think we are a problem, that we have problems. Do you think... I, I keep, I keep, I don't want to derail you because I like where we're going here, but something that I've noticed in, that's kind of confusing for me in my own healing and journey and education with just all of this, the non-physical, the attraction, you know, all this healing that we speak of is, is where do we come in? Because that, that's been confusing for me this idea that we, you know, of course the law of attraction, but that we, I think there was some messaging about we attract 
the problems too, like the bad things. So it's like, how do I learn this lesson? Why am I here? This is about me. I am bad. Do you think that that happens? Cause I know that that's happened for me is like, Oh, I just wasn't in a high enough place. And I attracted this low vibrating problem. And because I was, I, I love to blame myself because I want to learn from it. Do you find that to be true of people? Well, 100%. So we like take on too much of the responsibility of it. So and then just make it, it becomes, becomes like very intense. So let's like linger in this notion of um, law of attraction, for example. So, so when you have something negative happen to you and you have been doing your things, you wake up, you're doing your affirmations, you're doing your um, appreciations, you're like tuning yourself to like all the things and you do all of that and you're doing all of that because you are wanting to live a certain way. Right. That that is like why why we're doing that. It's like also a little it's like feels good. And then it's like a little bit of a control mechanism. Yeah. It's like I'm uncomfortable. And so I'm going to do all of these things to hope that all of these things will like make me more comfortable in my life. Mm -hmm. But we're also not even being honest about what life is like life is <laughs> this wider perspective of life like we're thinking like life is one-sided life is the birthday party it's like oh my god I just this is this is really going to be perfect because it's going to lead us to the inner child so so it is like life I want my life to be the birthday party and it could also like have some confusion when you like look on Instagram for example and people are showing highlights of their life and um you're like oh see that's an example of what I wanted I wanted the home that looked like that the family that looked like that the outfits that looked like that like all these things that look like that so I'm going to do all of the affirmations and I'm going to have like all of the things and my thing is going to look very like one dimensional and that is life <laughs> and we're like uh no that is that is not what life is that is like the inner child has like a fairy tale of which they had hoped life was because the truth of life is that it's more hard than any of us actually reconcile mm. and it is like very freeing to say the truth of life that life is movement the life is the movement. Yeah. And you mean by movement is is the conflict, is the bad things, is the good things, is the happy times, the sad times. Yes. All of that is just movement. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You wake up, you are going to have a day of life. Your dog might poop inside. Your kid might spill something. You might hit your head on something. You might go to a yoga class. You might have the best lunch ever with a friend. You might record a super fun podcast. You might like do these things. You might make love with your husband. You might fight with your husband. Like, like there, that's life. Life is going to be all of that. And so this notion of steadiness, this is like very profound, just so you know, this is like an advanced, profound conversation, that steadiness is the okayness with the variety of life. Steadiness is not joy, 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 joy. Yeah. The steadiness is what, is what, repeat that again. The steadiness is. Steadiness is the comfort of the movement of life. Obsessed. Yes. So it's the yeah. okayness that you are alive on earth and that earth has spills in tidy containers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it has both. It has both. You have a baby who is beautiful 
and who screams. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like that is a baby. A baby just isn't the beauty. Like the baby is a scream. The baby is a blowout. The baby is like mastitis. The baby is like all of those things also. Love and snuggling and joy. It's it's all of it. And it's just part of the movement. Yes. I love this. It's a, yes. yes. It's a power, part of, yes. Oh my gosh, this feels so good. I can yeah. like feel this shift in comfort and this lens, particularly, um, particularly for people that have been conditioned that good is good and bad is bad. Talk to me more about that. Well, like in religion, for example, it is like you are blessed by God if you're good. And if your life looks good, you can tell that you are blessed by God. And if if you do you, this, then you get that is, is kind of the, yes. the, the, the typical message. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then it's like, well, what about this other side of I have illness or I am in something that doesn't feel good or I thought this and it turned into something else. And then there's like a judgment about that instead of like, like if you mix it all up, if you mix up the good and the bad, and it's like good, then bad, then good, 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 then bad, like, like it's, it's just this like flow through it. And then within the bad, there's actually like answers, there's learning, there is, um, there is like a new desire, there is movement there, that is actually how you move. If you view like stayed very like simple and, and didn't want that much, for example, like you wouldn't have any movement. Like you came here to have like movement about things and to grow. And in growth, there is, there is like movement and discovery. And so all of it mixes in together and like actually nothing is bad and nothing is really good it's like just all part of it like it's part it's part of living right and so going back to that question and, and also sort of talking about what you just just touched on is is that conditioning of feeling like if I am a good person if I do my affirmations if I say my prayers if I read the bible whatever it is that the parameters of what you learned growing up, which is, which is that if I do this good thing, whatever that is, then I receive good things and my life will be good. You don't subscribe to any of that. Well, uh, <laughs> it's more complicated I, than that, but you hear what I'm saying, right? Because that's yeah. kind of, it's, we've made it really simple. Like if I'm a good person, I have a good life. Really? That's yes. what we've decided. Yes. So, so yes, it's like, well, let's go into what, what this is like, like you are a good person. All people who are born are good people. The nature of you is good. Like <laughs> the nature of people is good. And some of the confusion happens by the messaging outside of the person. Mm -hmm. And really, you know, this goes back to a conversation of like children and children are ultra sensitive and they just like pick up on the thoughts and feelings around them and they tend to like act out the thoughts and feelings around them. Yeah. And like they're not bad like when there's chaos like you could see your child is chaotic. They're, they're a just a reflector of, yeah. of the chaos and 
And the chaos also like isn't a problem. Like we don't need to not be chaotic at all. It's like, oh, hey, things have been chaotic. Let's study this. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about children then and get into this inner child conversation. Something I've been thinking about a lot is when when you just now said children are sensitive and, and they sense what's happening around us and that's, you know, how they end up operating in the world is so much of that. Um, I think so often we are just like children are resilient. Children are just so flexible and they, they always bounce back. And, and, and then we have all these adults <laughs> that have, are in therapy and, and confused and, and so much of that is formed when they're children. So this work of the inner child, that's why it's so important is that maybe it, it are we not that resilient as children? Like they've told us we were. Oh, I love that. Cause you know, you hear that all the time. Like kids are resilient. They'll be fine. It, you know, with whatever a family is enduring. Sure. Well, I think we all are fine. So even us adults who are adults and you're seeking a different understanding, like you are fine. What, what is being fine mean? Like you will, you will survive. Like, yes, we're going to survive that. Like, yes, we're going to survive. So it's an interesting conversation of children and then inner children. So I really believe and know that the ability to see and understand your inner child, which is seeing and understanding you, which is about knowing how to nurture your emotions, which is knowing how to feel and knowing how to be honest, your ability to do this frees the children and literally changes the world. Literally changes the world. 100%. Love So yes, keep going. So the inner child, every person has an inner child. And your inner child, the easiest way to identify your inner child is to notice how you are feeling in this moment and to say, dear inner child, dear inner Liz, little Liz, like, I see you, I feel you, you are overjoyed to be having this conversation with Jenna, you are honored to be invited onto the show. I feel your enthusiasm and I am here with you. My inner child feels the same way. That's funny. Keep, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was so just thinking when, my inner child who I always felt like I just talked too much. It's so fun to be in this experience where talking is the point and it's, and it's what pe- people want to come on and talk to me <laughs> and they want to hear me talk and we're just talking and that is okay. Exactly. Exactly. It makes my okay, inner child really happy. Stunning. Exactly. Exactly. The joy of following this. So let's go into a little more of the details. So you are born, you are born a baby. All babies are sensitive from the moment that you are born. You are sensing the world around you. You are sensing your, your mother's comfort. You are sensing the comfort of the environment and you are picking up thoughts and feelings and thoughts and feelings create beliefs and you go on living like this, like a, a baby doesn't have a lot of discernment at that age. The, the brain is not fully developed. It's not sorting right or wrong. You are a sensing being. So you go through life and then depending on the environment that you are in, there is um, a natural time in which you wake up which is between the ages of seven to nine. And you could notice this in children. It becomes like more of a school age type of child. And you are able to see the world and have discernment of like right and wrong and danger and 
um, your thinking mind, like you could really see how a child now is like thinking more fully. So at this time, actually, your um, there is like an energy body around you and it's like sheds its skin. And this is the inner child. And within this energy body is everything, all of the thoughts and feelings, which are your beliefs that you have experienced and absorbed and inherited up until that point. And then the rest of your life, you have life experience and you like measure your experience to these like feelings. And you either recreate those feelings and thoughts or you're able to pause and you're able to remold and expand. And all of us have variety of all of that. And so every feeling you have is related to the inner child and the inner child is not stuck back at being like seven, eight or nine. It is, it's literally a part of consciousness that is with you for all of your life. And it's not just trauma and it's not just hard feelings. It is also your delight and purpose of being alive right now. Like you just shared about yourself, Jenna, that is like, oh my gosh, I was born chatty. Yeah. And like that had variety of opinions around it. But now that I'm an adult, I like embrace this joy of being chatty and like created this avenue to express myself and it feels really good. Yeah. It does feel really good. And it's fun to think, I think that's, what's been so fun about your education online is you do definitely touch on the trauma and, and how to address it within the inner child. But something that's been fun for me is more looking at the, the happy parts too. I, I, I had done so much work with the inner child all about the ways in which I'd been hurt and traumatized. And I had really not invited that evidence of how I am celebrating little Jenna every day. And it's been so wild and so cool and so freeing and, and exhilarating really to, to think, to just be conscious of the ways I feed her and I see her and I celebrate her all day, every day. And I had no idea I was doing it. Oh my gosh. That's so fun. Isn't that so fun? I, I It's so fun. We, we make such hard work out of the inner child work. Right. And it's important. Trust me. I, I, I know that, but do you know what I'm saying? It's, it's so that other part is so fun and so important. Yeah. Like that story and series I did. feel desire. Yes. Like letting yourself feel the things that are thrilling and happy to you. Yeah. And, and the fun of like that that's unique to you. That's part of your uniqueness. Like we don't all have the same version of like fun and joy and delight. That's also cool. That's one of my favorite things about sharing about this online is noticing the thrill of other people's inner children. Yeah. And, and like you decorating. Start to, yeah. And you start to see it in other people. Oh, well, exactly. This is like why it changes the world. So, so as you learn and see you, and then when you see somebody else, like you, you see this new aspect in them and you get to celebrate that also, and you get to soothe it also and nurture it. And it's not so offensive. Like if someone's sad, like you actually see them and are like, oh, hi, you're okay. Like, it's okay. I see that you feel that way. It's okay. And yes, you get to like spread that. Or like last night I had dinner with a friend and it was a new friend and I got to like sit there and hear her. And as she described certain things, I was like, oh, this is her inner child. And I got to like highlight that a little bit more like, oh, tell me why you love that. Tell me when you notice you love that for the first time. And like, it just grows the energy and enthusiasm so much and freeing ourselves to, to be our joyful, magical 
selves, whatever that is to you. Yeah. Whatever that is to you. And, and what part of the knowing where it comes from heals you? Do, do you know what I mean? Like what, what part of that, what part of saying out loud to the inner child, either that must have hurt you and that did hurt you or, or that was fun for you. What part of that saying that and recognizing it and seeing it, how does that become the healing? Oh, this is fascinating. So when you let the inner child speak, for example, of dear inner child, hi, I see you, I'm with you, what do you want me to know, for example, and she or he expresses themselves in some way, and you get to actually be more neutral, and you get to say like, oh, I see how that excites you, oh, I see how that is hard, oh, I see how you are worried about that, that is actually your inner being, that is, that is your higher self. You are getting to act as your higher self and you are seeing this other version of yourself and the inner comfort of that is literally everything. So the only unconditional aspect of you is your inner being, is your higher self. That is the only unconditional aspect to life. Everything else around you is conditional. So when we begin to come inward first, when we take time every day to see our inner child and to sit with our inner child, the wholeness, this complete feeling, this ease, this peace, this love, this joy that is inside of you grows exponentially and it actually frees everybody and everything around you in a really significant way and that life gets to be a bonus because you know how to listen and you know how to be seen and to be heard and you are seeing and hearing yourself otherwise the inner child is looking to be seen and heard from others constantly all around all around and sometimes people can see and hear you and sometimes they can't and that isn't a problem it's not a problem that other people are conditional you are conditional too if you are in need you go inward it's always available to you it's always present it's the only thing that's present so really it it's i mean it's all of that and it's in a nutshell it's just giving that validation to you from you. Yes. And seeing you from you, because I think we caught up in all the ways that people didn't see us. People didn't acknowledge us. People didn't affirm us. And what's so freaking cool and rad and powerful is that we can give that to ourselves. Yes. And that's what the inner child work does is it gives us the gift of seeing ourselves. Yes. Oh, there's there's like so much more here. I don't, I, we, we might just have to, can you come on again? Yes. Did this feel good? Yes. This felt like in a good direction you wanted to go? Yes. Yes. Cause oh, wait, are we done? No, okay. we're Yeah, no, it's amazing. I just think we should end there because I think there's just yes. so much to digest here. Yes. That I feel like. Oh, it's super profound. Yeah. Let's let everyone digest here. And it feels like, I mean, you and I can talk for hours. We do. It's fun for us. But um, where can we find you? Where can we learn more from you? Where can we work with you? How can we get the help that we need? Because so often when you begin this journey, and even, even as I've spent years in uncovering my own emotional layers and, and learning this work of of becoming free really is, is the word that I love to use and okay, free and okay. Um, you need help. And, and there are people who I have found along the way, along my journey who have been so helpful for me and have helped me move this energy. As Liz always says, move the energy because I don't feel yet strong enough or educated enough or 
I don't trust myself enough to do that myself. Yes. Well, it's, isn't it a gorgeous gift that we are to each other? It is a gorgeous, gorgeous gift. Um, okay. People could find me on Instagram at love Liz Hayes. That is the best place to find me. It is always an honor to be in on the disco- your discovery of yourself. <laughs> it is like, I like to say it is like the most luxurious aspect of being alive is knowing you. That is like true luxury is knowing yourself, is being okay within yourself. It is. I love thinking about it that way, luxury. Oh, it is the ultimate luxury. Yeah, just being okay and knowing who you are and seeing it and seeing you. And celebrating. Celebrating. So cool. So So love Liz Hayes on Instagram. Um, You walk through your audience every day of pretty much about this work and people write in and you answer their questions and you share, you see, you know, you share their topics and you are coming out with some courses or did you, have you launched them or? Yes. Okay. I yes. must have missed that. Yes. So tell us where to find if, if you want to take a course from Liz. Yes. Uh, my website link is on the Instagram page. Perfect. Signups are there. And yes, a course on the inner child. I have a course 21 days to discovering yourself where I guide you through recognizing your emotions and teach you how to discharge your feelings and come into that place of okayness. It is maybe the most profound gift you could give yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. So worth it. And yes, more to come, retreats, fun, lots of lots of magic coming. Always magic with Liz Hayes. Thank oh you so much for this moment and for all the beautiful energy and voice you give to the feelings. You're just so good with it. My gosh, thank you so much. This was a delight. Absolutely. Delight. I just love you. Mm-hmm.